0: I don't
1: buy the idea that, you know, the society the way it is right now, it has to be this way.
0: Welcome to Rewrite the Rules with your host, Alex Starr.
1: So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality.
0: It's time to live life on your own terms.
1: What do you really want? What up, everybody, and welcome to a fresh episode of Rewrite the Rules. Um, I had five days out in Cuba last week where I was really able to just disconnect. My girlfriend and I went out there, no phones. I didn't bring a book with me for the first time in a long time. No TV, no consumption. And, you know, I really got clear around what it is I'm doing with Rewrite the Rules in terms of my podcast, in terms of the brand, um, the book that I'm writing. And you know, we all get programmed when we're growing up, right? We get programmed by our parents, by our teachers, by society. Not all of it bad, um, but what I've been trying to do and what I continue hopefully to do for anybody that pays attention to the things that I do or say, you know, it's about introducing fresh concepts, fresh ideas um, into our minds at a base level that then transpire and percolate out into our relationships, into our society, into our communities and into our world that, you know, let you choose the life you want to live instead of the one um, that's been dictated to you by these cultural paradigms um, and programming. So it sounds a little 1984-ish, but I wholeheartedly believe in that. And it's, you know, the stories that and the people that I have on hopefully will trigger something in you. That even just for a split fucking second, you either go, Oh, thank God I'm not the other one. I'm I'm sorry. Oh, thank God I'm not the only one. Right? You hear some type of story that really relates to you and you have that, oh, that like sigh of relief feeling because you realize that, oh, I'm not the only one that like eats cookie dough ice cream in my underwear on the couch at, you know, 10 a.m. on a Saturday. That type of stuff. Or you get something that just slightly which is what you thought was possible. Um and that can be through a book, that can be through a conversation, that can be through a podcast like this and you go, "Oh, I didn't know that you could travel there. I didn't know you could do that type of job. I had never thought about whatever topic this is in this way." Um so yeah, that's that's what's going on here. Um I hope that's properly conveyed. And uh you know, if you like this podcast, all I ask um, the, the small fee or charge, um, is that you just tell somebody that you like that would enjoy an episode. So if you like this episode you're about to hear, just tell a friend, if you enjoy it, tell somebody, um, that's the best way to spread what we're doing here and to get the word out. And it would be much appreciated. It is, I think it's gonna be 105, uh, degrees today here in Austin. And I've been putting off recording this intro for so long. I think a lot of these podcasts, I... Don't want to put out because I'm trying to figure out why exactly it is. I think it's because once I put it out, then I have to own up to the fact that it's out there and I can't hide in the thought pattern of, oh, it's going to be great, but I just haven't put it out there yet. I guess it's like a fear of failure thing or a fear of success. I've been trying to peel back these onion layers my dear listeners, um, but I don't know what the fuck it is, I (laughs) I gotta just stop, keep posting more, no idea why, uh, weird stuff, anyway guys, um, very excited about this podcast with, uh, my buddy CJ Finley, he is, uh, I don't even know how to describe him, I mean he's an entrepreneur, he's extremely well connected, he runs a Instagram page, uh, that's called Thrive on Life, um, and that's like his main company, but he's just a go-getter a hustler. He's all over town. You follow his Instagram, you'll know what I mean. Uh, had a real, real good time uh, recording with him. He had his intern, uh, Hamza, here, um, who was fun to kind of have uh, you know, a guest in the studio, in my studio that I have, two microphones attached to my desk. It's my studio um yeah we had a great time and uh he's just a very interesting guy real intense has a great heart um and i think you guys are going to enjoy this one i post all the shit we talked about over at alexstar.com so you can check it out there Um, and i think that's it y'all enjoy
0: rewriting the fucking rules day Woo! one
1: <laughs> rewrite we'll just start there dude i just put that in
0: what <laughs> that was it that was the beginning of it
1: that's the Let's beginning go. of the podcast right there
0: rewrite the rules yeah
1: what's up man how you doing
0: i'm doing well how about the studio
1: we got here we got a uh, hazma over here hamza, hamza. damn i
0: Hasma. fucked it up <laughs> i fucked it up dude is that like a song like uh hazma yeah no but hamza yes. yeah yeah okay that's how do you say cool. your last name again abdallah
1: i'm not gonna try and do that dollar, right dollar dollar I'm, bills, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna stick with dollar, just getting dollar, Homs are correct Right. that's your now. new nickname dollar, i dollar think bills. this is the first time that we've had a um like a guest sitting in on the podcast well, we're just
0: popping cherries today bro that's yeah, what i'm saying
1: we are maybe we'll think of a question to throw your way too like halfway through <laughs> we're gonna, i'm gonna find a way to bring you into the conversation
0: <laughs> so what's up dude not much just hanging out typical yeah. tuesday yeah uh we had a nice nice meeting to team meeting before this and then uh just roll up to south austin with some overgrown greenery i see you got here
1: yeah the are bbc zucchinis yeah <laughs> my bbc and,
0: zucchinis yeah so what does bbc mean though <laughs>
1: british broadcasting company
0: <laughs> what do you think it meant <laughs> something else but dude so when i
1: so funny story i posted that to instagram showing like pulling them out of the garden. Every single gay guy following me responded to it. And some of them said different things. One gay guy said, the gays are shaking in their boots. Another gay friend asked, are you growing sex toys in your garden? Another, But they all responded in their own way <laughs> to me pulling these giant... <laughs> So, giant
0: zucchinis out of my garden sidebar with the with the and this was on instagram sidebar right? with bbc yeah yeah, on, yeah yeah with bbc um but kind of on the same line but the, you're talking about this is on instagram they're hit, they hitting you up Vers- yeah i posted a story yeah yeah so like when i first moved uh to austin and started getting basically in the friend group of like shay and a couple of our other buddies izzy and whatever people start like the gay guys would start reaching out to us on instagram so we created uh a group chat called thrive on guys. And literally we would just post in there, like all the people that were hitting us up, sending us DMS thrive on around. guys. Yep. Thrive on guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just a bunch of like, cause what that's three fitness tattooed guys staring into the <laughs> you camera. Don't, you don't even
0: want to know what's in that group. Dude. Like, <laughs> so you know,
1: you know what that makes me realize though. And I had another instant that I'm not going to get into the details right now because the person could listen, but it makes me realize how fucking creepy guys are.
0: Yeah, bro. I feel bad I, for women. Man. I, I
1: honestly do. Nothing has made me feel bad for girls more than when a guy, a gay guy has approached me and um, like come on to me a little bit. And it's like, Oh, so God, that it, feels terrible. Th-
0: and like going into like the In feeling, a creepy way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, it's because of directness. Like guys are super direct with how yeah. they approach things. And that's, well, that's where, what makes like, them creepy though. Yeah. Like that. And that's, that's what, that the, creepy mentality yeah. where like, if you approach, if you approach a woman and you're like very direct with her, like, It comes off as kind of creepy, sales guy. Creepy, like that's how I think of it. It
1: does, yeah. And kind of like with sales, where it's like, wait, you didn't, you didn't give me any value here. Like, why am I going to purchase from you? What's in it for me? Instead, it's like, let's just go to the
0: sale. Yeah, let's go. I don't even want to know what the sale is at that point. So you know exactly Uh, (laughs) what the sale is at that point.
1: (laughs) You know exactly what it is. Well, that's cool, man. So you know, you're a pretty fucking energetic guy. One of the most energetic guys I know. What, what, what do you do? What's so like, what are you, were you born this way? Were you drugs? Born? A
0: lot. Of, yeah. A lot of drugs. Now but the same now. drugs we did before the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I
1: lined up on the do.
0: No, believe it Just or not. It. um, I'm, I'm pretty much, I don't use substances. I don't. um, And I'm not saying that like it's You're a problem or whatever um, for people to to do that or take pre-workout or things of that nature or coffee. I used to be a heavy coffee drinker, um, but now pretty much. Stay, try to control caffeine, only maybe one drink of caffeine a day, if that. Um, But the energy always came from when I was a little kid. I just was born to thrive, as I would say. Like I would, I'd literally be the kid that would get lost in grocery stores. So my mom would walk in and she would turn around and I would just be gone. And that's when. That didn't become an issue until my brother was born. So he's three years younger than me. And she had to put a leash on me. So I was like, Wait, you had, I was, you had actually was, one of
1: the leashes? Yes.
0: I was a fucking leash kid before there were <laughs> leash kids because there was no backpack like there is today. You like can tie monkey. a rope
1: around you with a she belt. She
0: literally, like, it was a Velcro thing that like you couldn't get off oh, as a kid. No. And it was around my wrist. Oh, so it wasn't no. like a backpack where you're a little kid just thinking, like, <laughs> Oh, I got this cool backpack. No, it was like a, a leash around my wrist. Yeah. And I'm just like, pretty much walking around. But. That, those were the times and I'm still alive probably yeah. because of that. So, so do you I drink appreciate it? Um, used to be a huge drinker. Yeah, uh, it, it kind of runs in my family as it probably does in many people's family. Yeah. Um, but come like I think it was like 23, 24. I just was I was blowing too much money and going out and realized I was partying for the wrong reasons. Started waking up being like, what the fuck am I celebrating every week? like Friday, Saturday, I would blow 50 to a hundred dollars at the bar. and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Um, and then started investing my time in other ways and just felt better. And a lot of it was health. Um, so yes, like
1: your time, you mean in health,
0: yeah, in health, like bettering my health. So I have an autoimmune disease, celiac disease. And essentially what happened was That's gluten, right? Yeah. yeah like yeah. gluten, hyper, hypersensitive to gluten. And it also leads into like, if I don't watch it, I can get like Crohn's and colon cancer and a whole bunch of other shit that I don't want. And like alcohol affects the immune system very much so. So then I started looking into, there's been deaths in my family and a couple of health issues that I really, really don't want. And I had to tone down my drinking. And then now it's just like the problem with I have was drinking is if like I, if I drink, I fucking drink. Like I can't have I, I agree, one. man. There's no I point in having one. one. Yeah. What, what's the
1: point of having one for the taste? <laughs> what the no, fuck? No one I
0: do Like it's gotta be like- Ten a, or none. Yeah. yeah like, no,
1: I agree, man. That's why I try and limit
0: myself. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's gotta be like something special or like yeah. July 4th is coming up. So we're going on a yacht. I'll drink there. But like, I'm, I'm definitely okay. not the type of person that uh will just- Let's have a cocktail at the end of the night. Fuck that. Yeah,
1: we're gonna gloss over the fact that you just said Fourth of July going on a yacht, and we'll move on (laughs) to the next. We'll move on to the next topic. It's happening at Lake Travis. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, Yeah. Lake Travis. Yeah, 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 sweet, cool. Well, you have to drink. You're on a yacht. Yeah,
0: yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. And fly drones. And yeah, there's gonna be chicks with bikinis and all that stuff. Yeah, it'll be a fun time. You're
1: gonna be doing like a fire festival. (laughs) You're making a fire festival commercial, aren't you? Chicks in bikinis (laughs) and booze, and you're on a yacht. (laughs) Oh, it's really gonna happen. Yeah, Thrive on Life is gonna be hosting a <laughs> retreat soon. They're gonna be hosting a music festival. <laughs> it's gonna be hey, great.
0: I wouldn't put it past me. I'm actually I am actually planning a retreat right now. Yeah. Cool. It has nothing to do with Thrive. It's called Reverb and Revive. Um R and R. It's just essentially I, Rever- I what was it? Reverb and Revive. Okay. So reverb is just a music term where it's just like Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna go into that. But yeah, R and R and then essentially Just gathering a bunch of people that could possibly run retreats of their own in the future and using it as like a little getaway outside of Austin to gather feedback and then hopefully run retreats across the world at some point in my life is a huge goal of mine. So what's
1: what, what do you want people to get out of the retreat? um, So we're
0: doing a lot of this one, but just
1: like in general, the stuff you want to do.
0: Um, I I actually, I couldn't tell you. So I'm, I'm huge into disconnecting where Um, it's like, we have this huge problem in society where you wake up and you immediately grab your coffee and what that does is it fucks your hypothyroid up which then causes you to not eat and then later on in the day as you're stressed you then splurge on what you're eating and it's just there's the whole chain of events that happens in society today yeah versus like if you woke up in a non-stressed environment you probably aren't going to be hungry and you're going to be more self-aware to realize like okay like what do I feel like doing? Am I going to work out? Am I going to read? Am I going to do these other things? Not just hop right on my phone or right on my MacBook or right on um, phone calls. I'm going to actually like think about what is it that my body needs right now? What Mm -hmm. does it need? And that's where with the retreats, it's really about resetting for me, like going on this retreat and resetting and learning new things. So I'm huge in education. So that resetting and, and learning looks like You'll have a psychological aspect, you'll have uh, a movement aspect where you're learning new things in terms of fitness and nutrition, um, and then a business aspect, because I'm a huge believer that like, everybody should kind of be running their own side hustle in today's day and age, because it gives you leverage to do things that you love with your life. Yep. Like, you, like literally, you could drive Lyft, do Uber, whatever it may be, or you, to market things, or you can like pet, pet sit um you can watch people's gardens which you have a garden like i don't fucking it know needs like maybe to, it some, needs to be watched yeah, that's a like, fact yeah it's overgrown right now someone could have came and trimmed it for an, an extra buck or two like there's just so many ways Trim a bush for a couple bucks yeah so. <laughs> i don't know what bush you're talking about but we just <laughs> we won't talk about that um yeah so that's that's where i see it going yeah and i'm not. i'm huge on like Have you ever read the lean startup um It just talks about building MVPs. So I love building MVPs and just not not really going into things with this huge vision of what it needs to be, but more of like what are we looking to get out of this and then move to the next step. So what we're looking to get out of this is just 15 really good people and then get feedback on like what is the price point that you would pay for a retreat like this if we went to Costa Rica or Ibiza or wherever else. Um, And then what would you want from that retreat? Like Mm -hmm. when you go – what is it specifically that you want, and then I'm literally just going to take that data and hopefully build retreats around what the people want, yeah, and, and roll from there. Yeah, I mean,
1: what you touched on right there, like getting recentered, is extremely important for a lot of people because it's really easy to get thrown off chart, you know, to get thrown off of the track that you're trying to get on by the million of fucking things coming at us day in and day out. Like you said, from the minute you wake up. If you do that, right, like the days that you do reach for your phone, you get fucked so much easier, it's so much earlier than if you just give yourself an hour at the beginning.
0: Yeah, and it's like or thirty minutes at the beginning. That, I'm not, I'm not gonna put myself on a high horse. That was me, man. Like, yeah, like I, I, I do have, that half, half the week probably. I have like, like when I wake up, it's like thirty text messages, fifteen DMs that or more. Um, and I, like, I'm a nobody. Like, th- so there's people out there. That, thirty text? How many like, text messages do you get like, when you wake up in the morning? How many do you have? <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> one in from
1: my mom I got my maybe mom, a couple I love you, yeah, mom.
0: 30 text messages yeah like but I mean there's a couple guys in our friend group that that understand that and yeah. again like I said like we're nobodies on the of like there's well, it's famous all relative people. I mean what yeah do you mean famous that, people yeah. like are getting thousands so like I'm trying to learn like how do I if this is a, a thing that where I'm I'm getting a lot more messages because I, I am working on a lot of projects, I work with a lot of different people on different things, and then I have events that I'm planning, so it's just getting piled up of different things and different people. And what I used to do is like I was like, holy shit! Like immediately when I woke up, I would try and hammer them out. But I started realizing I was getting way too stressed, and started realizing that. Um, I was falling back in the bad habits of like in the corporate world where it's the amount of tasks you can get done versus the value in things and like chunking things and then like giving yourself that time. So now what I do is just like wake up, get in the bathtub and read before I like even look at my email or my texts or anything like that. And then I chunk it. So like literally I'll be like, you know what I have set amount of texts. I'm only going to answer 10 and then later on in the day I'll answer another 10 And things of that nature, and it's helped a lot because I just had to tell myself, "Look, like they can wait for this time frame." Yeah, but I still have a structure beyond that, and that's where like going to this retreat. I I would love to teach people like these little principles that like give you more self worth and realize. You could literally not answer. I can answer none of those texts and my life still goes on. Yeah, I think that's it's a, a choice. Huge, I think
1: that's a big part is it's a choice. Yeah. And the phone keeps you in this state of constant flux and in constant flight or flight mode. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you, and, I've heard of that. And, and you know it's in your pocket, you know, and you know the text messages are there. And so it's almost like you can't get them out of your head or it's a lot harder to.
0: Yeah, and right. went, I got
1: to respond. I got to respond.
0: And I because respond. it's linked and to it's, business, like that's for exactly. me, it's just like it's linked to. Or if,
1: what if a friend asks you, like somebody my asks you reputation. business things, it's your reputation. Then yeah. another friend says, hey, you want to come on this fucking yacht with girls in bikinis <laughs> yeah. for the weekend? Like now, each one of those is a little micro decision that you have to make every day. In addition to the larger macro decisions of, should I have that talk with my girlfriend tonight? Or like, you know, she seemed upset about this. Where are we going to go? How should I eat tomorrow? Like, how am I going to take my business? Like, the relationships you have in your life. Got to call my parents. There's like these macro things in your life of what you're doing. And then there's all these little micro things. That yeah. Have happen.
0: you ever, have you ever seen the YouTube of the, of the jar? Like of the rocks? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. And like the water on top. Yeah. Like, Cause it yeah. fills yeah. up your that, time. What you just said, like perfectly that's true. describes yeah. that. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that, that's what happens, man. That's what happens. And it'll, it'll run you out of town if you let it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like I said I'm not gonna put myself on the high horse I've I've that energy has been it's my best strength but it's also my biggest weakness and like the person I could speak to this the most is my wife because like I go 300% into things like if I come here I'm gonna give this podcast like 300 fucking percent of my energy you already already doing but that like depletes in other areas of my life so like if I go home and I'm depleted and she needs me like I'm starting to realize I have to I have to balance all this and that's that's one of the biggest reasons where i was like i need to find what structure works best for me and that's where for everyone else like to thrive it's it's not there's no right way there's a wrong way to do things like you can be an asshole or you can um just not live life with with any principles at all like that's the wrong way to do things but there's no right way for each individual like everyone in this room right now like you do things differently than i do like cool like but whatever works for you is going to work for you. And like what works for me is like I cannot wake up and just go right to work because I get I stuck in this loophole and then literally I'll be that guy where at noon I'm like scratching my head being like, holy fuck, I haven't eaten yet. Like know, that's yeah. me, that's, that's how it works. Yeah. So I've had to create kind of a, uh, a fail safe for that, yeah. as you could say. Yeah.
1: What do you say to, you know, when people are just feeling overwhelmed there's a lot of people that feel overwhelmed or feel stuck with where they're at like and they they're not sure what to fix first right what do you recommend or what have you done in your life as like a starting point go back negate that
0: to what you would do when you were a little kid so for me when I feel overwhelmed I think about what would I do right now if I didn't have any bills if I had no obligations for people And I just wanted to do what CJ wants to do. And usually that's like, read a book, pick up something or write something or skateboard, fly a drone, do something that has to do with adrenaline, work out with a friend, go play soccer. I always fall back on those things. So immediately my thing is like, if I'm overwhelmed that day, like I'll give you a good example. Yesterday, like was Hamza, my intern's first day and we had a pretty long day. Um, and I had, I hadn't gotten much sleep the night before because it was my, my one year anniversary with my wife. Uh, I love you, Aaron. And, um, didn't that, get much
1: sleep the night before.
0: <laughs> no, like we were, we were just, we went to her class and I don't know why this podcast got so bro uh, all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, it was a long weekend and, uh, that day like was pretty long and I saw had a phone call at 7 PM. Now old me would be like. I I made this commitment, it's my job, Like I gotta do this. And like midway through the day, I was like, you know what? Like This call can wait, it's not dire. I wanna go do something that I wanna do because it's gonna help me the next day and the next day and the next day moving forward. So that was what that looked like is I just rescheduled the call and then I go fly a drone and work out on my own. And that just reset me for today to give 300% into today. And I've had to be okay with like saying no a lot more. and hone in on like what my energy is and protect that, and that has. I believe that happens when we have fun and joy and and happiness and doing those things that you would do when you're three or five or seven or ten. Yeah, I you love have that. No man. These,
1: that's a that's a great fucking way to look at it. That's a great way to look at it. It really is because I was talking to a buddy of mine about this. Yeah, crack that open. I was talking to a buddy of mine about this, and he he was telling me how he he works and he's getting really successful at at the job that he's at now. But he looked at me and he was like, but star, I, I don't know what exactly I'm working for anymore. Uh And I was like, I was like, first of all, that hurts. But what, like, what do you mean exactly? And he's like, I just don't know what, if I'm not working, like I lost touch with the things that I truly enjoy. And so this is all going great. But like in my free time, I'm not sure exactly what to do. Like, what is it that, i still enjoy to go do and like brings me back to life like you said so i think that's a great way to do it man it's back when you were a kid because we all know what we like to do when we were a kid
0: yep i had a guitar i skateboarded right i would snowboard you're outside a lot right like you
1: were with friends and you were outside yep that's probably the majority of us when we were having a really good time if you look back you were with your little friend to the neighborhood or the apartment or whatever and you're outside
0: yeah, and we we won't talk about or getting Xbox. arrested for fires and and uh, blowing up axe cans in in, in fires but that was and part porta of it potties, too, right? Yeah, that was part of it too. <laughs> can't do that anymore. You but, can't do uh, that anymore. That's so, true. Yeah, we had our I peak guess, there where yeah. we could like
1: do shit without getting arrested.
0: <laughs> yeah, that 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 definitely was was fun. But I've I've learned to do it in other ways. Like last week, uh, I went to a mastermind set up by one of my friends, and like in that one. They like basically everyone there grilled into me. You you sit around in a circle and then you talk for a couple minutes and then they help you with some of the problems you're having. Um, and I relate to your friend because what brings me joy is like the process and is working. But um, I fight myself over living in the present moment because I know that like if I give, give, give to a lot of people right now, it's gonna come back in return and I'm gonna have a lot of time to like learn how to play guitar and skateboard versus now, it's like, how do I fit that into my schedule just a little bit and then still work towards that goal of like, you know what, like at one point in my life, I'm gonna have enough money to just be like, the next six months, I'm not working. I'm literally just learning new things and testing new things as if I'm a little kid again uh, to then recharge. So it's been a constant battle of that. And I think- I mean, all entrepreneurs struggle with this is because we're so passionate about what we do that you kind of like get lost in this never-ending loophole of like it's never enough because there's there's no salary or bonus at the end of the week because you did a good job. Like if you do a good job as like a CEO and a founder, they're like, okay, cool. Like how do we go make more money and hire more people and do more things? So you're just like, fuck, like what's the, what's the end thing. And yeah. at my age, I'm really coming to terms with like, there is no end thing. So I'm just going to enjoy what I'm doing. Just be super patient with everything. And then that comes with surrounding yourself with other people who are like, bro, like you need to go have more fun. Like let's yeah. go have fun. Yeah. Let's go cliff jumping. Let's skateboard. Let's book a trip to Colorado or whatever, like, yeah. whatever it may be. So. Yeah,
1: no, that's true. And I think it also comes down to you were saying like t- to let yourself do that. And a lot of times it's so easy to sit there and always think that the end result is just around the corner. Like, I think that's the most common thing that we all have in our heads all the time that like literally I th- we should all get a tattooed on our fucking forehead, you know, because it's so easy to get caught in that trap. It's like the next the next meal, the next workout, the next deal, yep. right? The next Man. podcast. the next, that That's going to be when my life really starts. That's going to be when it all hits home, right? When you graduate college, right? These little milestones we put in our heads and we're like, we all do it internally. Yep. We all have these milestones of this future moment. That's when my life is starting. That's when it's all going to really start to happen for me. And then you get there, it doesn't, and immediately after you surpass that, you see the next one and you're like, Oh no, no, no. I was just kidding. It's right there. I see it. It's right fucking there. And I've done that for 30 years and I like know that trick, but I still have to remind myself of it pretty much every day.
0: Bro. It's a, one of the reasons I got into doing what I do is because it's a constant, like it's a constant reminder to fight against what you just described. So like my brand is, is based around helping other mission based entrepreneurs. Like, Quote unquote, thrive. And a lot of that is mental, mental health, physical health, spiritual health. The reason that that was created, well, yes, I love helping people, but at the end of the day, I need this constant reminder that like we're going to die right yeah and i need to be doing something that makes me feel fulfilled as we're in this very moment because nothing else matters rather than like me looking you in the eyes right now because there's seven billion people on this earth right now that are all walking talking doing whatever they are doing right now and we're just right here this we're just the small little dot and i can either embrace it and be happy in this moment or i could be thinking about those seven billion people and what they're doing and why they're doing it and all these things and that's the the core reason of like why I'm building what I'm building is because it's that constant reminder and it keeps me happy. And in that like joyous energetic, as you asked me in the very first question, that's why I'm so energized is because there's so much I don't fucking know. There's so many people I don't know that I'd love to learn from and listen to. And I'm very confident in the fact that if I just focus on this very moment and give everything I got that I'm going to get, I'm going to literally milk life. Rather than like what most people happen, happens to most people is they get a job, a corporate job, and it literally sucks the fucking soul out of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, they you, turn 60 and can't retire. You did corporate for a while, right? Three years. Yeah. And how did you leave? Um, and why did you leave? <laughs> so I kind of pulled a Tim Ferriss. Um, so I was reading, I'm 28 now, I was 24 and I was listening, uh, reading, reading 24 uh, hour work week at that time. I mean, four hour work week at that time. 24 hour work week. Fuck that. um Four hour work week at that time. And he talked about just do and ask for forgiveness. And it really hit home with me because I was at this pivotal moment in my life where I had met the one. Like, so my wife and I have known her since we were little kids and I flew out there. I missed her as a friend and flew out there and we like hit it off. And I was like, Oh shit. Like she's in Houston. I'm moving to Nashville for this job. Like I don't really want to do long distance, but this girl, this I'm going to marry her. Like that was in my head. So i end up going to this job in nashville and for seven months i was like flying back and forth just because i wanted to see her a lot and we're booking all these trips it's really fun and i'm listening to tim ferris and i'm like i really don't like this job that much i'm like i could definitely find another new job like i want to be with aaron every single day of my life so like fuck it i'm gonna move to texas but i didn't tell my job i just moved <laughs> so you so wait wait so you finished out a week th- on a friday yep I and fucking- then you you yeah, did so
1: you didn't tell anybody. It kind of got you didn't screwed tell a friend,
0: it. you didn't tell anybody. I, I told like so I barely I had no friends in Nashville. Like okay. literally I was there 7 months you and have I work like, like no friends to... like barely. They were none of them were my age. I had two. I had okay. two friends. Okay. Um so I told them, but what happened was I was supposed to leave on like a Thursday or something and it snowed in Nashville. And it like never snows. And like when it snows there, it was like five inches, like it shuts the entire city down. And I had a little two door two door G thirty five terrible in the snow. Um so I'm like, fuck, I gotta delay a day. Which actually worked out because uh it was like a forty dollar flight for Aaron to fly from Houston to, to New Orleans and she'd never been there. So like fuck it. Like she flew in, um, and then I drove the seven hours to New Orleans. We spent a night there and then we got the next day drove to Houston and then I had to make that call to my boss being like, so my boss worked in New York City, not in Nashville. And that was one of the reasons I was like, it's prime for me to leave because no one on my team even lived in Nashville. I would go to work and they started doing like hybrid where some people would come in Monday through Friday, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, other people would come in Tuesday, Thursday. And it was like desk sharing. So I'm like, they're already kind of going this route. Like, what, is it, what does it matter if I just work from home? It's not that big a deal, so. But instead of asking, I probably I knew I'm young. They're not gonna let me. I'm not senior enough. But I just did it, and then they were kind of pissed, but basically said like, you know what, like you can do it. Fuck it, and that's what happened. So as soon as like I got that taste of that, of like just do and like do things like it wasn't that like that's that's not idiotic because I set myself up where. I had a good degree. I had some connections. And like, I was confident in myself. If I had to get a job, like I would literally hit the streets. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So I would literally hit the streets if I had to. And I was confident I can find a job within a month or two. And I did the math. Wait tables if you had. Yeah. Right. Like, but I did the math. It's like I'm blowing. So I had a, my my rent was $1,100. So I calculated like me just moving. If they fired me, that already saves me $1,100. So it's like, I'll just, work my ass off 24 hours a day to find a job Yeah, just to, to re up and then start networking again and just do it all over again. Um, so that kind of gave me that confidence. And once I took that, that's when I started getting into those entrepreneurial endeavors and just took that energy and that confidence in that route. So that's now we sit awesome. here today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what'd you do then when you first got to Austin and you were fresh off the boat, so to speak, what'd you do?
0: So I actually, and this is what I would recommend anybody do is I didn't work. I just networked so when I first moved to, to Austin um, I literally made it my goal to have three meetings a day so I would have a breakfast lunch and dinner with somebody I went on Shaper I went on Instagram I went on LinkedIn and just reached out to people in different networks and said I'd love to buy you coffee and learn more about what you do um, and just basically drill into the community I just wanted to become a part of Austin and that kind of that led me to everybody. Izzy was my first friend. Um I met him at Gold's Gym in like August. I moved here in like the end of July. Um Shay, I got connected to through Instagram where Aaron, my wife, literally just commented on one of his posts and was like you guys got to meet up. Uh Fies, who's one of my best friends, met him on Instagram. Had a for our first meeting at Whole Foods. Um, Literally, that's how it works. You were looking at hashtags? You're just looking
1: at people in Austin? Did I was looking that? for
0: like-minded people, 100%. Like, people that were go-getters, that were looking to build communities and do things beyond, like, just make a cool company to make profit. Yeah. So, I'm not in... Like, I'm sick. I'm a... Uh, uh, a big believer in like, again, we can die at any moment. So like money has never been my driver. I had a really good job that paid me a lot of money and it felt like shit because I was working for a bank. So I kind of got that taste already early on in my life. And when I came here, I was like, I want to build something. I want to do something cool. I want to work with cool people. I want to get into the startup scene. And I think a lot of people are too worried about the next step. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to give that 300% into who can I connect with and how can I help them? Mm-hmm. So every person I would sit down with, is like, dude, you working on anything? I'd love to help literally i've i've worked on an 18 wheeler before <laughs> i've done everything from like unloading 18 wheelers to running multi million dollar projects in project management i can help you do a lot of cool things so like just i'll do it for free pro bono and that's how i got my start here in austin we I mean, did that for the
1: first Three, six months, something like
0: that? So I did it for three months and then uh <laughs> I got in a huge fight with my fiance, now wife, and she actually ended up throwing a ring at me. Um because so she came not com- laugh, but it's she knows. Yeah, no, no, I laughed because okay. I one, I fucking deserved it. Okay. Um I was I was an asshole. Yeah. Um but two, it enlightened my enlightened me because I was still getting used to like the whole like you're in a a, ser- a really serious relationship and like you have to communicate certain things in your life and like I'm not I love to talk, but I'm not a good communicator of my feelings because like I'm very black and white engineer type. Um, and like what I was feeling was like, holy shit, I'm meeting a lot of cool people. This is gonna pay off. But I wasn't describing what I was actually doing to Aaron like she just thought she's like you're just going on lunches like you're wasting our money like when are you gonna like get quote unquote get a job like when are you gonna start working yeah and i'm just like i am fucking working like i'm working harder than i've ever worked because like do you see my trello like i literally build out a trello and uh made a card of every single person i met where they're connected how i can help them all these things but i wasn't showing her those things so then what i did was we did a 50-50 agreement where i picked up some personal training clients cuz i was already I already had that business up and running um, picked up like 10 clients to give us to give me a salary which then worked out because i would invest everything i made from that into helping let's say your podcast grow or my intern his his brand grow so the money I was making in my own business personal training nutrition consulting I would invest into other things and other people and that's kind of like how I just kept spiraling when you say
1: investment do you mean helping them still investing pro bono or were you investing in small companies and in people that both were expecting to get
0: a return time energy so everyone I work with um, the way that I work is like I don't expect any type of return because I know that the return is like, if they're good people, like the, the world's going to bring me karma in some way. Like just working with you, like whatever it comes to, like it's going to, it's going to pay off in some shape or form. Even if it doesn't objectively, it pays off for you. Yeah. And you do that work, you know, the way that I look at it is like, so thrive is built off of like, it all it automatically pays off because the people that we pick to work with are helping other people. So right. I don't yeah. I don't do any work or invest in anyone that isn't helping other people. Right. So like you have a brand, rewrite the rules. You're helping other people rewrite the rules. So just by me sitting down with you and and having a conversation, you're already gonna like pour into somebody else. So right there's payment enough. And that's where a lot of people don't understand that like money is just fucking energy. Like that's what trips people up. Like it's just one form of energy. There's other forms. You can do a trade in money, a trade in value, a trade in, and value can break down into clothes, food. Um, like Hamza is an intern. Like maybe he wants to get connected with some of the people we're connected with, right? So that actually means more to him than money. He doesn't need money right now. He's in college. Like, but yeah. he needs a connection to then unlock these other doors for himself. And that comes down to understanding what do those people need. And I think for, from from Just to answer your question concisely, like what happens after those three to six months is I told her that like what we need, we came to a mutual agreement. Like in that moment, we'd saved up money. We didn't need money. I needed connections and a network that could help me build the things that I wanted to achieve. So it was a different mindset that we were trying to grow into. And that's what was causing conflict was I wasn't actually like communicating that with her. I wasn't after money, but if I'm after money, I can make money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure your wife is named Ashley? Because it sounds exactly like the fights that I get in with my girlfriend. <laughs> I don't want to say they're all the same,
0: but. Uh. Like
1: to a T. No, <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean, man. But it is. Yeah, it's tough to communicate those types of things. Um, you talked. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you went over there. And I think that it's like what Hamza's doing. Oh, you said his name right this time. Let's go. <laughs> Pound it, bro. Right, what Hamza's doing. It's a different it's it's a different mentality, you know? It's a different mentality to come into something and not be looking for the immediate payout right there in front of you, but to be able to see long-term what this looks like for your life through the connections that you're making now, right? Through the experiences that Hamza's getting that any of us get, like that shit pays off. Yeah, man. Right? But it's not going to be right here. And that's why a lot of times I've fallen victim to that too. Once again, I'm not on a high horse here. But man, when you really like click that over and I think when you see that, you know, the people you're hanging out with and like you going to the gym, you know, like I think about this, like you said, money, right? I think about this when you break down your budget and you look at the things you spend on and you go, okay, I, I didn't want to spend $200. I didn't have enough money to buy a $250 bicycle, right? I told myself I didn't have enough money for that. I spent $400 on going out to eat. That, and this is me personally.
0: <laughs> Bro, been right? there. Fucking right? been there. Right. We and all so, have.
1: And but when, and you look at that and you go, well, yeah, it doesn't I still don't have enough money for my bike. I don't have enough money for the bike. But then you think, okay, hold up a fucking second. I spent how much money on alcohol, Netflix, whatever yep. it is, that, whatever is your vice is, right? Whatever money you're wasting on makeup or whatever the fuck it is. And then I think to myself, that bike would have transported me places. I would have thoroughly enjoyed it. I would have gotten exercise. I would have been out in the sunshine. I would have been like a little kid, like you said, and that would have brought me way more than two hundred and fifty dollars worth of joy. But I told myself I didn't have enough money for it because I wasn't prioritizing that, or you're, I'm not evaluating it objectively, or I guess it is objective. It's not subjective, right? You're not you're not doing the subjective analysis of like, wait, how much actually does that, like how much does that add to my life buying that bike. Versus spending $200 on beer the past two weeks.
0: Yep. So the way that you break it down is like a lot of people have this habit of spending on depreciating assets Yeah. Exactly. versus like investment. And one of the reasons is, and another reason that I want to get into the education space is just educating people on this because they just don't see it. Like for instance, I just bought a it's drone hard to see. for $1,500. Most people are like, well, you don't have the money to spend. Like if you saw my budget right now, I don't have the money to spend $1,500, but the, Opportunities that that drone unlocks for me are going to be well worth more than $1,500. I could go fly a drone for somebody that owns a mansion. I could reach out to them. I could sell my service. And then guess what? That buys me the time to fly it for free. Or I can bring it, I'm going to bring it on this yacht on July 4th, right? Then I'm going to create a little video where everyone's going to be tagged in it. So there's going to be 19 people on this yacht. I'm going to tag these people in it. Then they're going to share it to their social. Well, guess what? I just bought a $1,500. Well, you can count that as marketing costs into my business. How much do your businesses cost when you run ads and do all these things? Well, most people, what they won't do is bite that bullet because they don't see it as like an investment. They're confused and they think it's a depreciating asset where it's not. And then yeah. the other thing is just like the new age is this is how I do things because in sales, they taught us like, okay, you have a new client or a new lead. We would go to lunch with them, right? Right. You take them out to lunch, you'd spend a hundred dollars, whatever it may be. But like in today's day and age, like you don't need to spend that hundred dollars that way because like when people go to lunch, one, a lot of people are more in tune with their bodies now. They don't want to really eat out anyway. And like when you when you have a lead or whatever, you're kind of throwing them off of their normal day. So it's like, hey, look, what do you like to do? Okay. Well, I like to go run in the park or I like to go work out here, I like to go uh stand up paddle boarding, whatever it may be. What I found has worked really well mm. in Connecting with people again, and you're splitting the you're taking away that bar or whatever it may be and I'm trying to be practical to give Whoever's listening out there some advice like when you're when you're in sales, you're an entrepreneur It's constantly selling but you need to be creative with like where's that investment of time and money and like let's say Alex You like to, to paddleboard. Well for us to go paddleboard for an hour probably costs a lot less Than going to lunch guess what you're gonna remember that fucking experience and you're gonna remember me and you're probably gonna want To work with me in some capacity whether it's now or five years from now because you had that really good experience and that's again links back to your bike where Experience wins That's that investment always versus depreciating assets where it's just like you spend on food It goes in your gut you shit it out like you're it's not an asset unless Your family's in town and you haven't seen them in a while and you're gonna go have this nice three hour whatever and it's like this really good vibe okay I can see that is like yeah our lunches when you first
1: came here to Austin right yeah spending 50 bucks a day on lunches and coffee and shit
0: yeah but that was because I wasn't trying to get anything out of it that's the thing like there's, there's, it was just because I was trying to connect and have fun but let's be real like we got to make money we got to make connections we got to help people if you're in business you got to help people provide that value to then have an exchange in value when you're viewing things like that you need to invest in things that can Help you build leverage to do that, like a drone or like Hamza just had his his camera out, a new camera that can upgrade you a little bit and market you just a little bit better. Well, it might be two grand right now, but if you just upcharge your service like ten dollars a head, how many do the math? Like that's only twenty people, right? (laughs) Yeah, like it's not like if you're charging at a hundred dollars per person, like it's literally that simple.
1: Yeah, plus it's like it's just the way that you start to see the things around you and like even even the place that you stay, right? Like there's a good argument that you could say, well shit, that apartment is way too expensive. Is it in a really good part of town? How much more expensive is it, right? It's an extra three hundred bucks a month. One. You know, it's in a really good part of town. You can walk to everything, you enjoy your life. Do you enjoy your life three hundred dollars more a month by living in that apartment? Versus you're miserable, but I get it, you save three hundred dollars a month. Like, you know what I mean? That's a trade off there.
0: Yeah, I, I love the concept that you just went into because it was the exact thing that, so when I quit my job, excuse me, this uh, sparkling water is making me burp. Um, <laughs> mango. Um, mango and lemons, pretty good. Um, when I first quit, I like, again, like I was just like thinking the corporate mentality, I got to save, 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 whatever. But then I was like, you know what? Like, I know where that gets me. Let's play the game a little bit differently. So I invested $500 a month instead of working. So I was running basically my... My training business from six to eight AM and then six to eight PM at night, and then I would go to my nine to five. But once I took that nine to five out, I had this huge gap of time, and I didn't know what to do. So I'm like, hmm, I could do two things: I could light up my business and like literally work throughout the day and make really good money, or what's more uncomfortable? Okay, I'm going to spend five hundred dollars and then I'm going to join this entrepreneurial hub that has access to mentors, events, um, investors. Different things. And then other startups, there's like 70 startups in there that, like, they definitely need pro bono work. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to actually go pay to work instead of getting paid to work. And that was. I I kid you not, that was probably one of the best decisions I ever made because within three months I learned so much and I got to get connected with so many people and help them working on things. I saw what people were struggling with. And then when I moved to Austin, I was like, it's got to be the same thing. So I kind of unlocked that code and like, that's what got me to where I'm at today with what I do was by like kind of realizing the world works one way. But it doesn't work the same way for everybody. Like you have to like, if I'm really gonna be this entrepreneur and serial entrepreneur, I need to go sit around serial entrepreneurs. Yeah. I can't literally live the life of save, put into a 401k, do these certain things. Like I have to invest in that experience because I'm only 28. So like when I'm 40, what is my if I live by the experience level? My experience is I probably have lived like most 70-year-olds. Yeah. At that point. I've had so many experiences. So man, that's a good. That's a good fucking topic to get into. Yeah,
1: but that's let's get into it, man. I mean, it's also a good reminder too. I mean, it's a good reminder to spend money like that, like you said, but putting yourself in a position of personal
0: power. Yeah, that's basically what you did, right? Yeah,
1: you spent money to put yourself in, invested in yourself indirectly.
0: Yeah, and that's where that personal power comes from, experience. Like, I'm. I think what what draws me into people. Into working with people is that they're confident in what they do and they provide something that you can't get anywhere else but the reason that they become like that is because they went through they had something happen in their life or they had this experience that they invested in that they're now confident in talking with it and you see that a lot in our friends like a lot of them are always leveling up like every three months they are leveling up doing new things because they crave that experience but then what they do is they immediately give that experience back to other people and they just give it away for free. But then that helps raise their value where they're working on higher end projects just because they had the experiences, then they're giving it away for free. And I saw that and analyzed it and I was like, oh shit. My my goal in life right now, like I hit six figures early on. Like, I don't care about money. It's like obviously money helps you do things, but if you really want money, just go hang around people that already have money. Like yeah. that that's this the equation is fucking simple. Yeah. But if you want to impact the world like I do, go hang around other people on a ground level of like Austin that are impacting Austin. And then guess what? They're going to get connected into, let's, okay, now let's not just impact uh, Austin, let's impact Texas. And let's impact, let's run a retreat in Costa Rica. And then you just get pulled into things that five years ago, I never would have guessed it. But it's just that inkling of like, hmm, the most successful people, quote unquote, because you can define success in different ways, are just the best storytellers. Like they've lived the most... And they give back that experience. They're
1: the best at conveying what they've done or the ones that have actually lived it, you're saying
0: lived it, Mm -hmm. lived it like the ones that have lived it. And like you just like sit in that room and you're like, man, that man has been to hell and back and he's still like up here trying to help other people. He should be off like doing whatever, right. Sitting on a beach, but he's still here in this present moment, like helping and he loves it and you can see it in their eyes and their expression. And like that, that is something you can't pay for. And yeah. we're lucky in this in this environment that we are in that there's a lot of people like that.
1: For sure. Yeah, when you said to like you 5 years ago you had no idea that you'd be here, you know? If you ever, do you have a look ahead into the future?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's just like 5 years ago you say you wouldn't you had no clue you'd be here, but then 5 years ago you knew exactly where you'd be. It's like one of those like <laughs> That's a good point. What what's what's that word? Well, I
1: guess um, What do you mean like it's a contradiction?
0: Not a contradiction. I, it's like like the matrix or some shit. That's how life is
1: though, man. Life is both. Life is a paradox. Like, yeah, you know, it's like we're living and dying at the exact same moment Mm -hmm. sitting here. Right. And I'm, I'm shocked where I am and you're probably shocked where you are, but I'm also not surprised at all.
0: Yeah. It's just like, like when I got that really good job out of college, like it was like, it was like a shock, but it's like, again, I knew I'd be there. I worked really hard. I played sports. I got good grades. Like, so i know I'd be there, but then like quote unquote, really good job. I thought, Previously, quote unquote, it was a really good job, but you get in that job and it's like, it's a really good job to other people. But for someone who like innately is a serial entrepreneur, it was a terrible job. Yeah. Sit at this desk, do this Excel sheet. That was fucking terrible for me. You
1: have a hat on right now that says for the people. So it's like, <laughs> not, not my vibe. Not, not, not a like, corporate,
0: yeah. Not a corporate, job. not a like, corporate guy. Yeah. Yeah. So like just knowing that right away and that started to get me on that self awareness train. So, Five years ago, um, I probably thought like, it's funny that you asked this when I played soccer in college, we had this, I got like player of the week or whatever. And they asked you like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And I just saw the newspaper clipping the other day and it was like a uh, manager in an engineering firm, like probably a house with, with kids or whatever. And that was your like, answer. That was my fucking answer, bro. And I'm like, why was I thinking so small? That was my number one thing in my head. I was just like, and that's why, like, I want to get people out there saying, like, think bigger. You can do whatever the hell you want. And I wish I could tell my younger self that because it took me too long to start believing that. How do you? How do you initially break yourself out of that shell? Pain, unfortunately. What do you mean? Um, you have to go through something that just causes so much pain where you're just like, fuck this. Like, I, like, I was on a panel and I literally, I remember saying this. I would. I would rather sleep in a fucking car than go sit at a corporate desk. Like, it's not gonna happen. So, but what caused that was, like, my aunt died of cancer at 40 years old, and um, I'm 28 now, so that gives me, like, even if I do everything right, I, ha- I show the same signs that she has, and, st- like, stomach illness runs in my family, cancer runs in my family, other diseases just like everyone else the difference i think i'm taking that what most people do is i'm addressing it very early on and a lot of people just like kind of put it behind themselves but it's the driving factor of what i what decisions i make in my life where it's just like i could die at any moment again like i said earlier that happened at 25 though because as i was coming into 25 i started asking more questions like because i was already in the job For three years to to make it short I was in the job for a couple years and I'm like this I was jumping from job to job and I was like these aren't any different they're all the same like the people are the same the expectations are the same everyone comes into work just to work and then they drive home sit in traffic complain about sitting in fucking traffic and like there's no substance to it right you couldn't talk about sex drugs alcohol nothing that like everyone behind closed doors is doing but then you get in this job and it's just like fill out this Excel sheet and I'm just like why like, what if the fuck is the purpose of me like just filling out an Excel sheet of people's hours that they're working? Like, this is stupid. And I think, like, I would get not punished, but like that people would see that and be like, "I'm I'm basically challenging the status quo." So I felt like, oh shit, this isn't like. I start not to wonder if it's in. you, right? Yeah. You start I'm to, to wonder like, if like is, like, is, is me? this me? Something wrong with me? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Am I apathetic or am I lazy or what? Do I, I started thinking more? I'm a
0: sociopath, dude. Yeah, I'm like, you start
1: thinking you're crazy. Yeah. Like
0: I, I literally started thinking that. I shit you not. And that <laughs> happened with like the three years in the job, and then you start doing the self-awareness. You're like, I could fucking die at any moment. Why would I sit next to Janet here who's complaining about every little thing under the sun? Fuck you, Janet. I'm out. I don't know. Don't, if anybody's name is Janet out there, I have nothing against <laughs> it's you. It's
1: either a Janet or a Karen or a Rob
0: <laughs> or a Bill.
1: <laughs> Bill, for sure. Bill is in finance. Oh, bill, bill is definitely is in finance. finance. Yeah, no, and I think, so pain, okay. No, I think that's a really good way to look at it, or at least like maybe Pain causes change. And projecting the pain that you could have if you stay down this path for too long.
0: Yeah, so, oh, dude, fuck. Whoever just listened to that, that, say that again? Addressing the pain that you might have if you stay in this too long. So everyone out there that's listening to this right now, I want you to think about your life 10 years from now 25 years from now, 40 years from now. If you stay doing what you're doing for those years, are you gonna be happy looking back? That was a question that I asked myself. If I stay in this role and I get to 40, yes, I could have a lot of money. I could have a white picket fence. I could have a, a, a really nice wife and kids. But I will regret every single day that I didn't go after something that I knew in my heart I wanted to go after. And you have to just do it. You have no choice, or else you're going to be the the divorcee. You're going to be the dad who couldn't get to his kid's sports because he had to choose his job over whatever it may be. You're going to be the guy who's or girl who's three hundred pounds because you have no self awareness to realize that like a lot of your weight gain is because you're strapped to a desk because you feel you have to be there and you're just doing what everybody else is doing. Like, think about that that question that you, that Alex just asked because that's huge. Like, yeah, no, you no, know, you're 100% right.
1: I mean, that's the that's I, I think it's the only question, right? And like what you said, if yeah. you look if you skip ahead 30 years and look back, that's the only question you should be asking yourself. Why like why isn't that in school? Like that's 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 literally I why have I, no I, idea, I, man. Like, I have no idea why don't they teach you how to like control your consciousness why don't they teach you even like basic steps of breathing techniques and look ahead to the future and map out backwards reverse where you want to be bro.
0: reverse engineer your life it just bro Nothing. So when i got into a corporate y job, equals like mx this,
1: plus b i know that <laughs> i know the pythagorean fucking theorem
0: so you start thinking like Jesus. you start thinking you're a sociopath like when you get into these roles because like you you get into these jobs and you're taught you're taught you're you are taught hierarchy. So you get in these jobs where like you have a middle manager and you're like a twenty-three year old, twenty-four year old, twenty-five, you're like, and I'm supposed to look up to this thirty-five year old who has yeah. a life I don't fucking give a rat's ass about. That's a great point, dude. That's a
1: fantastic point. You have to look wherever you are and you have to look at the people that are above you, which is the direction you're headed, or at least you're trying to head within the system that you're currently in. And if you don't want his lifestyle, doesn't mean you want to be that person. You don't want to be Janet, right? You don't yeah. want to be Bill as a human, but do you want their lifestyle? Do you want their position? Do you want to do what they're doing? If the answer is no, then you need to find something else.
0: A hundred percent. And that's really like, if we dive deep into that question, like the pain and everything I was talking about, the first ignition to every, all of that was immediately okay. when I got into my job, I looked around to my left and to my right. And I was like, I saw nobody that I wanted to be. Yeah, And I'm just like, growing up, I was an athlete. So I was looking up to people all the time. I'm like, man, that guy is badass at this, badass at that. I can pick his brain. I can do this. And I get into this role and I'm just like looking around. I'm like, holy shit, all these people are in their mid-40s, mid-50s. They all look like they eat too much. They drink too much. None of them have anything in common with me. What the fuck do I do? Fight or flight turns on. Then like fight or flight turns on. A lot of people, they – Luckily, sports have created the discipline for me. I would just go to the gym a lot. I would go do things I liked and like sharpen myself. But then another factor was Instagram started coming out and I could start connecting with those like-minded people. So I started asking them like, hey, like I've never been, I'm, I'm a socialite. So like DMing someone and saying, hey, how did you get your lifestyle isn't something that scares me. So I'd yeah. reach out and be like, how did you do this? Or how did you do that? Or like just always been obsessed with the how of things. And I'm just like started thinking like they would explain to me and I'm like, I can fucking do that why am I here? Why am I at this desk? And that's what that started that. And then like thinking like the, basically the pain was the like ax in the coffin. Like what is the saying? Like the nail hatchet, in the coffin, nail in the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> the hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm going to about hatchets right now. It's gotta be this garden. I just want to go out there and start like <laughs> machete hatchet, <laughs> we are next to like a lush lush forest right here i feel bad for the gardener i mean the the, who's coming tomorrow the the guy mowing your lawn yeah
1: (laughs) yeah the gardener yeah
0: he's got a doozy
1: yeah i know um yeah i mean it's funny because when i first started this podcast i think i've told this story on here before i went to the grand canyon spent an overnight solo trip to the bottom of the grand canyon and back By myself, no watch, no phone, no nothing. It was in the middle of summer. I had a bandana as a pillow and I had a water filter and some cliff bars. It's badass. And I come back up and I'm driving back down to the border of Mexico where I was staying and it fucking hit me like nothing's ever hit me in my life. It was an epiphany. It was like the angels came down and just kind of flashed this on me, right? And it was like, you need to start a podcast. You got to start a podcast. And it was at that moment that I was simultaneously pissed. I was so pissed off. And I was so excited at the exact same time because I knew, I knew this was something that I had to do, but I knew it was something that I was scared to do, and I knew it was something that was why were you scared overcome those fears. It was fear of putting yourself out there, right? Yeah. It's the resistance, you know. It's easier. It's easier not to do it. How addicting! But I knew I had to do it, or I'd regret it for the rest of my life, and that's what I mean by that.
0: How addict? So now that you've done that, yeah. How addicting is you that feeling to. now, though?
1: You have to, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not even so much. I'm always looking for that feeling, right? Of that like, that raw emotion of I know to my core, this is what I yeah. have to do. But I'm also addicted to, I guess, taking action on that. So I don't have the tingling sensation of, of upcoming regret.
0: Man, that's good. <laughs> I want to quote that. Like literally, <laughs> like, so you're talking about, cause I know that exact feeling where like, and i think another thing that i people are just asleep like to that feeling that tingling feeling because they don't know how to act cuz a lot of people that i interact with are just the first question out of their mouth is how do i do this or how do i do that and then you start digging a little deeper and they actually answer their own question but what is causing them so like you said you're addicted to acting now you're yeah. addicted to that action So that feeling, that tingling feeling doesn't last as long. But why do you think a lot of people, like, I feel like they don't even understand that addiction to that action because they're just staying in this tingly feel like they, they literally just sit there and like to ideate and just sit there in these visions. I dream this, uh, whatever, but then they, their actions lead somewhere else. So what differentiates that?
1: Well, I've, I've done, I don't think anything differentiates. I think we both have the capacity to do both of those, right? Like we have the angel and the demon inside of us. I think everybody does. I have procrastinated more than anyone else on the the planet, right? I have made poor choices. I have resorted to my lowest vices. I have done all those things. You're human. I'm human. But then I've also taken action on a shitload of stuff, right? And I've done all these things. Every single person listening to this and me and you sitting here, we all have the capacity to do both. And it's a lot of factors, right? It's the way you grew up. It's the environment. It's the decisions you make. It's all these different things. But I would say all other things being equal, it's just a matter of recognizing what that is. And like everyone has that resistance and everyone has that fear and everybody has that that propensity to put things off and maybe resort to things. But to at some point, at least just once, you have to take the smallest step possible towards that thing you want. Or you will regret it for the rest of your life,
0: and that's where they they get tripped up when they don't understand the smallest step. They have these huge goals.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a tr- yeah.
0: that's where like that's a tricky one too. So you know the Nike just do it. Yeah, like how they have that. That's a, like, and that
1: that's so good, man. It's so good. It's so true.
0: I want to create like a notebook that says "fuck it, just do it." Fuck, yeah. and you literally like write down all those ideas you have in your head, and you're just like, so it's like, uh, call your girlfriend and explain your feelings to her, or like. Call this person and whatever anything that's uncomfortable. It's just like this fuck it. Just do it book where it's just like you have to just knock these out like left and right. And then that I think will help people because I live like that. I don't need the notebook. I'm just like anyone's like you, you want to come do this podcast. CJ? fuck it. Let's go like that's that's how I live my life because I I can't tell you don't know whether things have an impact on your life for the most part until after the math anyway. Yeah. So I'm just after that experience, if it's new and it's genuine, it's authentic. Great. Let's go for it. But I love how you said like taking that first step. And that's where I think a lot of people get tripped up because they just don't even like it gets ha- overwhelming. Where's that first step? Like, what is that first step? Exactly. I First of
1: all, you should make that fucking planner. <laughs> that, that, no, honestly, man, because that'd be awesome. And you should have like, hey, I have to call my girlfriend and have that conversation. What's the first like, and then you break that down and be like, what's the smallest thing you can do to point you in that direction? I guess I could send her a text and set up the time. Right. I guess I could text oh, her and say, I want yes. to talk to you. So it's like, okay, here's that big
0: thing. I'd love to write a book.
1: What's the first thing you could do? I could literally write one sentence.
0: So, to that point, I have to cut you off because I want to write a book one day. So, the reason that I write long Instagram captions is it's training me to yeah. train a thought. And then when I go to write that book, I literally have paragraphs I could start piecing together based on certain topics. And
1: I, I was going to say, I bet those paragraphs correspond to chapters in the book that you want yep. to
0: extrapolate on. Sometimes I talk about integrity or yep. whatever it may be. There's different things that I'm talking about love and business and whatever. And I can just pull them in so that by by the time I go to write that book, I literally just pay an intern, hey, vet all my captions, give me the ones on business here, the ones on life, love, wherever. And yeah. then I literally just sift through, ooh, that's an idea, write about it. Yeah. And it's like that's where, again, like the biggest thing, the notebook was really why I said the just fuck it notebook is a uh, fucking do it notebook is because what a lot of people aren't doing is literally just tracking what they do day to day. Yeah. So they'll sit there and complain, but they won't really just track like, where are you spending your time? Why are you spending your time there? And there's a a quote that says like, discipline is freedom. As soon as you're disciplined enough to like track what you're doing, like and change the choices that you're making, you're going to make it. That's, that's my belief. As soon as people start doing that, you're going to get everything out of life that you've ever wanted. Yeah. Because again, like you said, we are procrastinators. We're human beings. Yeah, and you guys I it. procrastinate all the time. But again, procrastination is also based around pain and it's based around like what I've told Hamza during an internship. Like, if you find yourself procrastinating, that's usually something you need to do. Because the easy things like flying the drone or, or skateboarding, or whatever, you're gonna do regardless. Yeah. But it's the little things that determine whether you're gonna go from good to great. The greatness is found within that little pain points of like because if you think of human beings we all know we procrastinate so it's the people that when they hit that procrastination wall it's some turn left and they just never go over that wall and some are like just fucking do it and they just go and whether that's one week or one month doesn't really matter the time frame doesn't matter but you actually do it and that starts with i think tracking so if you're going to like write something down like if you wrote down have CJ on the podcast you're probably going to have me on the podcast within a week or a month or whatever. But if you have it in your head and then you just never revisit that idea, I'm probably never going to be on your podcast.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's funny because we were talking on Instagram and it came back in and I had had that thought in my, it's funny you say that because i had had that thought in my mind. We were talking on Instagram. I think which your, your Instagram is what thrive on life, yeah. right? Which everyone listening should follow. Cause you you'd have a lot of good, valuable shit on there. Appreciate it. And, uh, I think you posted something on you on somebody else's podcast or something and that's what triggered it and that's when I was like oh I should have him on sometime and I clicked back I left your page I left your story whatever the fuck it was and I was like wait dude what what are you waiting for and I went back in and messaged you and I was like dude let's set up a podcast because it's so easy especially nowadays and you're 18 Hamza. so I mean I'm 30 you're eight. But man, there's so many distractions all the time yep. now that I could have in that moment that I thought, you know what, I should, I should get, I should get CJ on, you know, S- let's do this. And I get a text message that comes in from my mom or from my girlfriend or from a friend that I've been waiting to talk to. Immediately, I click on that. I forget who I was talking on Instagram. I forget that I was thinking I should have you on the podcast. And that moment's gone, and we're
0: not sitting here. So, and
1: that happens a million times a day.
0: That's fucking sick. Because one of my biggest. uh one of my biggest tactics and, and and tips for people like in terms of like acting on their life, so let's give Instagram as an example because that's what you were just talking about. How many people out there listening are you scrolling through stories every day, right? And you scroll through these stories in people's lives and you're like, ooh, that's cool, or ooh, that's this. Yeah. I challenge you that the next time you say, ooh, this is cool, or ooh, that person's doing this, fucking video message them guaranteed it makes your life better because as soon as you act on that thought of like I saw Alex on this other podcast and he said something really cool so if I am CJ seeing that story and I saw you Alex do that I'm then gonna video message you and say dude that was awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Now, what's that gonna start? A real conversation, and you're actually gonna get some type of experience out of life versus what we normally do now is we become robots and just drown, uh, drown ourselves out. And then we're like that switch of tingling. People are becoming desensitized because they're not active. There's no force that they need to act on it. But what I challenge you to do if you're listening is when you see that, just like Alex did act on it because you'll lose it if you don't like and you'll literally just lose that sense of like even acting in the first place and then you start seeing how your life starts to transition you're gonna you're gonna watch less stories and in and what is it called consuming less Mm -hmm. things you're actually gonna be acting on things I'm gonna reach out to so-and-so and and have them on my podcast I'm gonna reach out to so-and-so and and we're gonna write a blog about them I'm gonna write I'm gonna set this meeting with so-and-so rather than like I'm gonna sit here and wait and just watch things and that's what the majority of the market does is they just sit there and watch and then things just fall through the cracks. Yeah. And then they sit there and wonder like, why is my life not the way it yeah. is meant to be? It's because bro, girl, you're not fucking attacking life and molding it the way that you want it to be. And that's where it comes with that initial action, just like you said. That's a fuck, yeah. Especially on Instagram because everybody's
1: on it, social media. And I like that saying the video one instead of just typing out.
0: Disruption, baby. Hey, it's great. Everyone texts and it's but a waste of everybody time. Everybody
1: texts, yeah. But actually taking that second to record a video, which is going to be uncomfortable. You're going to feel weird. Guaranteed, whoever you're listening, you're going to feel strange. I'm going to do it. I'll do it today. I'll do one today.
0: Shake, shake on it, bro. So this is another, Andre, r- have you
1: done this yet? Oh, so shit. this is another
0: reason I challenge you to do it is because okay. people are like, oh, I don't need to do that. Like, well, how does that apply to my life? Well, everyone out there, if you have a corporate job, You're probably gonna present to your managers or you are a manager and you're presenting all the time. What is the easiest tool to help you present in a better manner? Your fucking phone. Literally just be, that's why I started doing Instagram stories and being on it, was because I was like, wow, this is actually a tool where I can practice day in and day out. Practice talking. Just living, and then when I get on a panel or I have to do a workshop or whatever it may be, it's just like, okay, clockwork. It's just like swinging the bat. For sure. I've already done it a thousand times.
1: And on a deeper level too, if you got that little tiny bit of resistance or you feel so comfortable and you do it, that now translates to every facet of your entire life. Everything. Even though it's just a video on Instagram, I get it. The person might not even fucking respond. Who cares? You took a small little action against something that scared you a little bit and you did it anyway and now you are better off for it in every part of your life.
0: So I love how you talk about the, the person who might not respond. And that's another thing I think that's breeding in our, again, with the ROI is like, don't do the video expecting a response. Do the video because you're like, this is bettering my life. So if I get a response or I don't, I don't care. And you genuinely
1: think whatever you saw, you generally think it was cool.
0: Yeah. And I'm getting better at these little areas. And it's just like, you don't pick the guitar up to be the next Led Zeppelin. You pick the guitar up because you enjoy it. Yeah. So now you need to apply those things to things you can monetize in your life, and like speaking engagements, podcasting, whatever it may be, you can monetize those things. Whether it's actually monetizing this podcast or in your business, you're going to be a better speaker. So you're probably going, your value is probably going to go up. You're going to make more money. And this is the things that like people again they can't connect those dots because they're they're just drowned out. They're just consuming. They're not like thinking outside the box. And that's one thing, huge thing that I want to educate on. Um, anybody can do it. We're we're not special. All of us sitting in this room, we're just fucking human beings. Yeah. Two hands, two feet. Luckily, like that's it. Yeah. Every we start it. Quote I like to say: Every day is day one for every single person. It's so whether you choose what you do with that day one, is up to you. That's fucking perfect place to end it, man. Tell everyone where they can find you all the
1: million things you're up to, but like where are the main (laughs) spots to find what you're doing?
0: Uh, so actually going through a rebrand right now where thrive at thrive on life. T H R I V E O N life. L I F E. Um, Find our main account there. I'm actually transitioning out. That used to be my personal brand, but I've always wanted to create something much bigger than myself. And again, helped other mission-based people, brands and businesses thrive. So if you have a business, an idea, or a project, and you don't know the first step to take, I would love to sit down with you and help you. Um, And then, so my Instagram Instagram account now is cj.finley, F-I-N-L-E-Y. That's the best way to find me. Um, I'm on there more than any other platform, even text messages only because like that's the easiest platform. you get I can, 30 of them a day. Yeah, yeah where that's I can, what I'm guessing. <laughs> no, it's just like Instagram is easy to send videos really quickly. Yeah, yeah. So like whoever DMs me, I can send a video chat really quickly back or I can link them to things really easily. Text is kind of like not not as 2013 uh, yeah, bro. it's not as intuitive
1: hamza what's your instagram At
0: unlocking hamza
1: unlocking. Unlocking h-a-m-z-a H-A-N-Z-A. yeah and you unlocking can hamza that's the whole thing yes, sir. awesome yeah, you can find
0: us both we're re, we're we're redoing our website right now so all that will cool. be launched and then um one thing i want to do is like how can we help this podcast rewrite the rules
1: post this content that we have to your account
0: Let's go. (laughs) Thank you so much for having
1: us. No, it was a pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on, man. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Make sure to check out CJ's podcast, Thrive On Podcast, available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and all other pertinent and uh, available podcast and audio listening applications and devices um anyway guys thanks so much for tuning in got some great ones coming up um talking to aubrey marcus's right hand man eric Goddi one of the smartest guys i've had on here he's gonna be on here got this badass chick kate about how death will motivate you to live your life better cool shit coming up guys um enjoy hot august nights and i'll talk to you soon <laughs>